Hey, what's up, guys? It's your girl, Brooklyn's Finest, and you're now tuned in to Talk Yo-ish Podcast. Welcome, guys. It is Wednesday, April 21st, and I hope you guys have had an awesome work week. It's been a lot going on in the news, a lot going on in the world, and today, guys, is going to be more of a serious type show. We're going to talk more political because lately I've just been paying attention more to the news and social media than normal, and I'm just seeing so much of a pattern of things that are going on. So many of our young black men are still dying. Now, I'm not going to make this a racist conversation or a racist podcast theme today, but what I am going to do is talk about what's real. It seems like we're not on the same playing field, and I need to understand why. So I need someone to explain to me what it is about black people or people of color that afraid you guys so much. When I say afraid, I know that was a word I just created, so bear with me. But when I say afraids, I mean what it is, what is it? Let me take my ethnic, Lord, I can't get the words together today. That's how upset I am, guys. What is it about us, our race, us as a people that you guys are so fearful of? And yes, I'm sure a lot of Caucasian people will say, oh, we ain't afraid of no black people. We ain't afraid of y'all. Y'all are beneath us. How? If you're a woman and I'm a woman and he's a man and he's a man, what makes us different other than the color of our skin? We got the same eyeballs. We got the same uh, hands, feet, legs. We breathe the same air. We got the same blood that pumps through our bodies. So outside of the color of our skin, what makes us less inferior to you than you to us. That's, that's what I want to know. Because right now, the police department, you know, I was, I was kind of against everything with the defunding of the police, but I'm really starting to think that that's a good idea. If we can't get the government or our local political leaders to step in and work on getting us some more training for our officers, go through a, a, a stick, uh, some type of testing system to verify or go through the verities to verify if you are damn racist or not. Because I don't know if you guys are on some type of power trip by being cops, and I'm not going against all my officers. So let me rephrase that. I'm not talking to all my police officers. I'm talking to the ones that don't like black people or people of color. They know who they are. I'm talking to the ones that think it's okay to take what they have as a title, as an officer of the law that you're supposed to protect and serve and use it to your advantage and degrade, de-minimize, and dismantle our young black men and think it's okay. And we'll sit back and laugh at it. And the government ain't doing no better because each and every time I turn on my TV, I'm watching another officer get released from something that he did to murder somebody. But here I could turn on my TV and see a white man at 61 or 62 years old in a pickup truck slam into two police cars, drive off down the highway with a police officer hanging on the side of the door. Nobody shoots, nobody tases, nobody does nothing. But let a young black man or a grown black man be in his car, be of a military, have on a suit, doing something productive, and you guys 
start tasing. You got to start macing. When we're asking you, what did I do? Why was I pulled over? What did I do? You have no reason. You just say, get out the car. Get out the car. Get out the car. But a white person can jump on top of your car, spit in your face, and do everything above the sun. You don't tase them. You don't mace them. You don't shoot them. So I'm a little sick and fucking tired of the police department. I'm sorry. It is what the fuck it is at this point. But I'm so sick and tired of turning on my TV and looking at these police officers getting away with the bullshit that they get away with. I'm tired of it. And if we don't start standing up as a people, if we don't start standing up as a a, a community and start helping and and do something about this, this shit is not going to get any better. It's not going to get any better. That's all I'm going to tell you guys. Today is not a laughy kiki day for me. It's not. So I was on social media and I was watching um, an interview from Chris Cuomo. And I want to play this interview for you guys. And I want you to listen to it. And I want you to tell me what you guys think of this so interview. Many here we go. You're here, people. What are you going to do when you see these shootings? You know what you're going to do? At George Floyd. Did you hear about him? At Dante Wright. Did you hear about him? That 13-year-old. Adam, you know he was a gangbanger. Why do that? Because you want to make the problem them. Takes the onus off the idea that you're wrong about policing not needing to change. Forget that police are trained to deal with non-compliance with force that is not lethal. Hey, comply or die. You know what I mean? And you know what the answer is? You really do. You don't like it. I don't like it. It scares me. Shootings. Gun laws, access to weapons. Oh, you! I know when they'll change. Your kids start getting killed. White people's kids start getting killed. Smoking that doobie that's actually legal probably in your state now, but they don't know what it was. And then the kid runs and it pop, 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 pop. Cop was justified. Why'd you run? Oh, he had a baseball game tonight. Oh, the white kid. Oh, big family. That house over there. Those start piling up. What is going on with these police? Oh, what? Maybe we shouldn't even have police. That kind of mania, that kind of madness, that'll be you. That'll be the majority. Because it's your people. See? Now, black people start getting all guns, forming militias, protect themselves. Can't trust deep state. Woo-hoo. You'll see a wave of change in access and accountability. We saw it in the 60s. That's when it changes, because that's when it's you. So my job is to show you in them. Guys, that is CNN's Chris Cuomo. He says that police reform won't happen until white people's kids start getting killed. I saw this interview and I was really, really, I won't say touched, but I will say, you know what? He's right. He's so right. It won't change until a white kid gets killed for the same reason a black kid got killed. It won't change. I'm sitting up here listening to the courts 
for the George Floyd and the nine minutes and 29 seconds that the officer had his ne- his knee on George Floyd's neck. And after three minutes, when was it considered to be too much? And based on the defense's defense, defense attorneys saying, it's like, okay, it happened. What did you want us to do? So they're basically trying to shift, shush it off to the 16.3 minutes prior to the knee on the neck saying that, oh, you guys didn't see when he was given all the, the, the tug of war and was being very abrasive and wouldn't let the officers put him in the car. So that's what put him in a position that got him in the, at, on the ground. I was like, what, what? So in other words, because he was trying to protect himself and figure out why I'm about being locked up, what are you doing? And he got a little abrasive. And again, we don't know. We wasn't there. I wasn't there. I don't know if you were. But you couldn't see what happened prior to him having George Floyd on the ground and having his knee in his neck. So they're saying whatever happened prior to that is what caused the officer to put his knee in George Floyd's neck for 9 minutes and 29 seconds. So I'm, I'm at this point now, I really think that we have to come up with another, another way of life. Because I have Caucasian friends. I do. And I love them. And I love them because they're comfortable in their skin. They're not trying to be black. They're not trying to, you know, fill in the gaps or trying to understand the urban community. They just are white. And they remain white. They ain't trying to be nothing but white. They take their white kids to white schools. Uh, They go to white Starbucks. I mean, they do what they do. But we're friends. They respect me and I respect them. There's no judgment line. They have moments where they ask me, hey, why is this happening? Why are your people so upset? And then I have to show them things or I have to have conversations with them and I have to let them see the reason why we're so upset. And then they sit back and go, wow, I had no idea. But then what happens is when those white friends start to feel some type of way and want to help the black people out and want to be on our side and be like, you know what? What they're doing to your culture is not right. It's not. What can I do to help? What can I do to be a vessel or a voice in your community without being looked upon like I'm just trying to join in or or be accepted. I said, just be yourself. Don't try to do anything more than what you're doing now. If you want to help and be a voice, then you go out there, you do your research, and you do whatever you feel you need to do to be a voice for us. The more voices we have, it helps. But I'm talking directly at this moment right now to you racist cops out there. And there's a lot of y'all out there. You are clearly, clearly going through some issues within yourself, within whom you are as a man or a woman. You are so afraid of what we're capable of, which you should be at this point. (laughs) I ain't going to lie. At this point, y'all need to be very scared of what we're capable of doing. But if your ass didn't have on that badge, or your ass didn't have on that uniform, or your ass didn't have that gun. Trust me, that shit you talking, that stuff you doing, you couldn't do it the same way. Because we we don't give it up like that. You respect us, we respect you. But if you try us, we're going to let you know, this ain't the one you want to try, sir. Not today. But the only reason why we keep losing these battles is because we don't want to die. 
We're seeing too many of y'all young black men die every freaking day. What you are going to cause is a war. A full blown out war. And it's going to wind up being a racist war when it does not need to. But what, what behooves me is the fact that y'all brought the black people over here. As slaves, we was living our best lives. We wasn't bothering nobody. We was living in the jungle, in the, in the nature, with the universe and the gods. And we were, we were kings and queens in our own righteous form. And you tricked one of us, and the rest of us followed, and we became slaves. All because of what? The color of our skin? Because we were stronger than you? Smarter than you, possibly? Make beautiful children? What, what is it about us that you don't like? All of us ain't hood. And I don't know what your definition is hood is. Every last one of us got a little hood in us. Just matter. It just, it just takes that moment to bring it out. But at the end of the day, y'all have no reason to hate us. Because we don't hate you. But you're making hatred happen. I don't hate all white people because certain white people have done certain things to black people. No, I don't. Because I know all white people ain't bad. Hell, I got some black people I don't like. So it ain't got nothing to do with color. It just got to do with who you are as a person. Why I don't like you. I'm not judgmental. I leave that up to God and the universe to judge you. Because trust me when I say your time will come. When you do malicious things, when you put that poison in the air, or you try to hurt somebody intentionally, trust and believe your time will come. And some of y'all ain't going to go down to hell with gasoline, George. Y'all going to have on the whole head-to-toe outfit. Period. I don't wish any ill on anybody. But I am getting sick and tired of being sick and tired of watching the same thing, listening to the same thing, experiencing the same thing over and over again. Now, certain situations, I can understand. I'm not saying kill a young, just like the young 13-year-old boy that they were chasing. And he finally stopped, put his hands up, and the cop shot him. But he died. Now, did this your 13-year-old boy need to have a gun? Hell no. You can't go out there thinking that you are the law and you're not. I live in the state of Georgia, and Georgia is a gun-toting state. So by law, you can carry a, 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 a gun without having a gun license, but it has to be visible. I have a gun license to conceal. So I can put mines in my purse or underneath my jacket where you don't see it. Two differences. Okay. But do I agree with that gun law? No, I don't think that it should be that open for everyone to be able to carry a gun in the state of Georgia. Because some people mentally just don't need a gun. Some people tick tock boom and that's it. And they can't take back what they did. Because once you pull that trigger, you can't take that bullet back. You can't rewind the time and push the bullet back into the gun. So I think that law for the state of Georgia was not a good, I, I think it should have just had stipulations is what I thought it should have had. Stipulations with having a gun license. But unfortunately it is what it is and hopefully it'll get reformed. But I do think that 
these police officers, if we don't get some people to start standing up as far as our political leaders or the government and start speaking or doing some new training or doing some more, more testing on these officers, psychological testing, doing background researches. And I, I don't know, I, I went out for the police force years ago and they went back to a whole thorough background on you. But maybe it needs to change. It needs to be new and improved. Y'all need to upgrade it, make it better, do something else. Because clearly, we got racists that are out there. And they like a little all-boy clique. It's sad that we as black people or people of color are so afraid to get pulled over by the cops because we don't know we're going to survive that stop. And I know it's hard for my officers of color to stand strong in their uniform and have that risk of, do I go against my brothers, which is the boys in blue, or be with my family, or be with my, my community, or my culture? Because once you go against the boys in blue, you don't have a career no more. And I know that's a hard decision for a lot of them to make. Trust me, most of the men in my family are officers of the law. Most of the people around me are officers of the law. So I get it. It's hard. Some of them can't speak up because they're afraid. Do I agree with them? No. Do I think they pussy? Hell yeah. <laughs> I do. Because it couldn't have been me. I couldn't have been an officer at this point in time in life. And I'm speaking for me and me only. I ain't speaking for nobody else. And I ain't judging anybody. But I'm speaking for Brooklyn. If I was an officer and everything that's going on in this world since last year and prior to last year, but it just kind of got to escalate it since last year. Um, I don't think I could be a cop anymore. I just don't think I could. I couldn't serve. I couldn't serve or a, a particular party or program or job or government or anything that is making a mockery of my people. And then get back and say, well, he shouldn't have did it. He should have did what? So just like Chris Cuomo says, and I agree with him, shit ain't going to change until these little white kids start getting killed. And I ain't wishing on any kids, period, to get killed. Black, white, Chinese, Indian, I don't care. Spanish, no, I don't want any children to get killed. But shit ain't going to change until their children start getting killed for the bullshit that our children are getting killed for. Because trust me, half of y'all officers is pussy anyway. You take the badge off, take the gun away, and take their uniform off. You ain't shit. You can't hold up two pistols. You can't hold up two hands. And that's what you're afraid of. You're afraid of what we can do to you. Because we are gods, we are queens, and we are strong. Not only mentally, but we are definitely strong physically. And what we are capable of doing is what scares the shit out of you racists. It scares the shit out of you to know that this black man, 17 years old, can whoop your ass and drag you up and down the block. So because you know he can whoop your ass, you get scared and you use your entitlement to scare him. Scare him into a grave. And then the government keeps protecting these races. They keep giving them slap on the wrist and tell them, oh, it was just, you know, something small. No, you're going to wind up finding police officers dead left and right. That's what's going to wind up happening too. 
These same police officers that think it's okay to kill people, you're going to be hiding the rest of your life or you're going to wind up dead. I don't know what God you out here serving, but my God is not a racist God. He says, my children, my daughter, my son. He doesn't say my white son, my white daughter. He don't say that in the Bible. He is not a racist God. He is our father. He is here to protect us. But man chooses to do what man wants to do. And this is why the world is the way it is now. And normally I don't get so emotionally involved in a political warfares, but I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. Now, I'm going to go left for a quick second. Um, man, RIP to my brother DMX and to Black Rob. I am, it's hard to, to <laughs> it's hard. We're just losing them, left and right, guys. I'm telling everybody this all the time because I want you to walk in faith. You don't know if tomorrow's your last day. You don't know if you'll walk outside and get hit by a car. You don't know if you walk outside and get hit by a bus. You don't know if you sit in your house and a stray bullet come through your windows or through your walls. You have no idea what's going to happen. So what you have to do is constantly stay prayed up. Stay prayed up and do the right thing. God in the universe will always protect you as long as you're doing the right thing. But when you're out there speaking bad on people, wishing bad on people, doing bad on people, trust and believe. It might not come back today. Hell, it might not come back tomorrow. But trust me, that karma, that bitch, she ain't no joke. She won't come back and fuck you up. And if she don't fuck you up, she's going to fuck your kids up or your kids' kids up. So this is why I don't walk in any mental, angry format. I try to be as peaceful as I possibly can. I try to teach my daughter to think about the things she's going to say and do before she do it. Because just because you're having a bad day don't mean that you won't run across somebody that's having even a worse day than you are. And then pull out a knife or pull out a gun and shoot you. Just because they're having a bad day. I'm more afraid to pull out my gun and shoot somebody than I am to sit back and watch somebody just get into an argument. Because once I pull that gun out and I pull that trigger, I can't take back that moment. I can't take back that bullet. And that's some shit you got to live with for the rest of your life. And yeah, we all sit around and say what well, we would have, could have, should have did. But we don't know what we would do. If we was there in those shoes at that moment. When that moment of insanity goes click, you black out. And then 30 seconds later, you black back in. And you see somebody sitting on the floor in front of you bleeding half to death, taking their last breaths. And you don't even remember what the fuck just happened because you blacked out for 30 seconds. Because you know why? That insanity switch said click. So this is why you have to be very careful. This is what comes with maturity. Generation X is a whole nother generation that is just, I'm going to continuously pray for Generation X because you guys feel so entitled to everything in the world. You can't say nothing to y'all. Y'all so super sensitive. And the moment somebody says something to you, you want to fight them or you want to shoot and kill them. Look at NBA young boy. He in jail. For what? Why would you even be putting yourself in that type of situation when you were rapping, you making money, you traveling the world, and you changing somebody's life? They see you and want to be who you are, but you out here doing nonsense, risking your entire life over what? Mm. 
This young man is 21 years old and having his eighth baby. What in the hell is going on? And I'm not judging this young man. Hey, he living his best life. But those are eight mouths of feed that God forbid they give you time and joy that you no longer can feed. Those are eight mouths of feed. Those are eight mouths that are going to grow up and need their father in their life. And if you're not there, then what? We're just doing another cycle. Black people, people of color, we have to do better within ourselves. The reason why they treat us the way they treat us is because we treat ourselves the same fucking way. We have to stop. We have to learn to love one another. We have to learn how to talk to each other. We have to learn how to not be so sensitive and emotional when someone says something to you that you don't like. So what? Men get in their feelings to get emotional. All because a woman doesn't give them or appease them. You get mad and want to shoot the, the young lady that just got shot out there with her boyfriend um, by the Mercedes uh, theater in Atlanta over the weekend because a guy said something to her and the boyfriend was like, just leave us alone. And he got in his feelings and shot the girl. What the fuck is going on with y'all in y'all brains? This is why they call us animals because only animals respond in that way. Your ego and your pride could have not been that fucking high that you had to take the time to pull out a gun and shoot a girl all because her man was protecting her. The same thing you would have done for your mother, for your sister, and for your girlfriend or your daughter. As I said, I'm going to keep praying for you young generation. And hell, for some of you grown-ass men and women, y'all out here 40, 50 years old acting retarded as hell. Talking about what you going to do to somebody. I, first of all, let me tell you something. I'm 46 years old. I'm not about to be out here fighting nobody. But if you put my hand, your hands on me, I'm going to drag you from corner to corner. If you're 18 years old, you're 17 years old, and you put your fucking hands on me and you want to play like you're going, I'm going to drag you from corner to corner. I don't put my hands on nobody. And I've taught my kids their whole entire life, do not put your hands on nobody else's kid. Because when their parents or them come and fuck you up, and you was in the wrong, I can't protect you if you touch them first. Now, if they touch you first, beat the brakes off of them. But don't go around putting your hands on nobody, and that's why I don't put my hands on nobody. Now, I'm going to protect me at all costs, but I'm not going out there to start no fights. I'm not going to go in there and maliciously just be like wanting to fight somebody. And some of y'all so angry, you just want to fight. Bitch, I'm too beautiful and too bad to be fighting. I wish the fuck I would give you the time of day to fight you. Oh, God, please. <laughs> I'm, I'm too much. I'm too bougie for that. I promise you, I'm way too bougie for that to be out here fighting. But if you touch me, if you touch one little hair on my chinny chin chin or my beautiful curly locks on my head, I promise you I'm going to drag you from corner to corner. But if we're grown and we're adults, we should be able to talk about it. If we can't talk about it, then goddamn. We both need to start life all over again, come back out of our mother's vagina, and be taught the difference between right and wrong all over again. Guys, all I'm going to say is we have to do better. We got to figure out what we're going to do with our police department. We have to figure out how to talk to our political leaders or send some conversations into the government. Something has to change. Or what's going to wind up happening is we are going to go into a full-blown-out racist war. Black people do not hate white people. Even though you put us through slavery, even though you gave us 400 years of hard life 
for no reason. We still don't walk around here with a chip on our shoulder. We just want the same respect that we give y'all. But y'all look at us like we beneath you, and I be damned. Ain't no white man going to look, look me down on his face like I'm just nothing. It's not going to happen. You're not going to talk to me in no type of disrespectful manner. You're not going to handle me in any type of disrespectful manner. So it's not going to happen. The way you handle me, I'm going to handle you accordingly. Period. That's just how it is. I'm not going to jail for nobody. So if I can defuse the situation, I most definitely will. So guys, I just want us to work a little harder to do a little bit better so we can uh, keep more of our young black men here on this earth. Figure out what we got to do about our police force, um, how we can possibly maybe defund them or get some more training in our police departments to help us. Again, my condolences goes out to the DMX family and the Black Rob family, two legends we lost in the game. And my heart goes out to their children, to their family, and to their fans. May God bless their souls. Guys, make sure you tune in to me every Thursday on FUBU Radio from 8 to 10 p.m. I am very PG over there. I'm rated R here, but PG over there. Make sure you download the FUBU app, tune in to me, and I'm going to have all the tea that you want. Make sure you tune into my podcast, Talk Your Ish podcast, every Wednesday, 10 p.m. and every Friday, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. All right? Make sure you download the iHeartRadio app. Type in Talk Your Ish podcast. You'll see my lovely logo lips with my beautiful self in front of it. And make sure you tune in to me, your girl, Brooklyn's Finest. Also, follow me on Instagram at Brooklyn's Finest 347. Stay up to date with everything I got going on. Shouts out to my partner, Sonia. Shouts out to Body Language Spa. We popping. We did our first official body contouring class in New York this Saturday, April 17th, and it was a phenomenal turnout. I'm so excited for our first class and more classes to come. If you're interested in becoming your own boss or just doing some body contouring, you know, amongst your family and friends, come take the class with us. Hit us up on Instagram at bodylanguage.spa. Ask us what state we're going to be in next for the classes. Or if you just want to get a session, find out when we're going to have our next pop-up. DC, we will see you guys May 1st and 2nd for our pop-up. And Houston, we will see you guys in June. All right, guys, I hope you have a great night and a great work week. And I will see you guys on Friday. All right? Mwah!